Well, Friday night must have been one of the biggest weekends of sport Brisbane has ever seen. 80,000 people at two games of footy, 2.5 million people watched in on television and someone who's across everything is the Courier Mail's chief sports writer in Robert Crash Credit. I'm assuming he's a bit tired this morning. Crash, a good morning to you. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, thanks, Will and Paul. It was unforgettable, wasn't it? It was... Uh... I went to, you know, the Dolphins-Broncos game and it had a, a vibe I've never seen before. You know, the, you know, Brisbane fans aren't big jersey wearers, but people were showing their colours. And uh, it was cross-fertilisation too. Some people with Broncos jerseys and uh, uh, the fins uh, on, on top of their heads. And there was all sorts of things I'd never seen before, like a ground announcer because it was a Dolphins home game saying, Con the Dolphins and the Broncos fans booing. It was terrific. And was remiss of Paul to miss out the mighty East Tigers long lunch as well, Crash, which we were both at on Friday, mate. You spoke very well at that as well, I must say. Yeah, oh, that'll be uh, one of my... I'm just uh, struggling along as a guest speaker, doing my best, but it was great. And I love the vibe at that club, the East Tigers. They, they're so proud. I think they've got Australia's biggest junior nursery and uh, a lot of my old mates uh, in the media, Greg Davis, Steel Talon, they're, they're Neil Breen, they're, they're East people and uh, uh, so proud of their club. Now, Crash, when you kick off proceedings each and every Monday, it's always your overrated and underrated. Who is your overrated from the weekend? Well, uh, overrated is, I, I just, I, I feel Selwyn Cobbo is uh, is an interesting one. I, I feel he's slightly overrated, the winger, um, in that his best moments are terrific. We all get it. He's a uh, powerhouse. He moves well. But gee, he can he can switch off during a game, and I think that's dangerous in state of origin. I haven't got him in uh, the first Origin team as an automatic selection. Um, he'll probably be there, but uh, uh, you know, I, I just reckon there's something about his game that hasn't quite fitted into place yet. He's my overrated. Just on that, do you know? That's what I was so disappointed about when he made those comments about Kevy Walters not being able to coach because Kevy Walters really looks after him every time. Now, when that's put to Kevy, he goes, yeah, but he's young. He's young and it's sort of, uh, you know, if he does, every bad thing he does, he does two fantastic things. So Kevy really looks after him. So that's why I was disappointed with what Selwyn Cobbo said a couple of months ago about Kevy. Well, well, I actually believe that when Kev, being an emotional guy, and he is emotional, read those comments, he would have been instantly heartbroken. But... And I do know this. Within a few minutes, his phone was beeping with text messages from senior players saying, this guy is out of line. And, Paul, in the strange way that life setbacks can actually be good for you, I think that stirred the Broncos into action about jumping behind Kev, signing him up for two years, putting all the discussion to the back burner. And, 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 I, and I heard he went into the dressing room and made light of it with the players. Uh, you know, and just said, let's just move on. And, and the typical Kev sort of way. But you're right. Like, the naivety of Cobbo to say say that about Kev was, was stunning. And I just think, yeah, maybe... And, and it's just sort of made me think, you know, Selwyn, you were kissing cuddled your way through the whole of last season. You wanted time off at the end of the season when everyone was saying a winger taking time off for being burnt out. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, for sure. And what about the underrated list this week, uh, oh, Crash? Big list this week, underrated. Uh, A few weeks ago, I came on your show talking about how driver Narissa McMullen had a horrible fall at Redcliffe, face first, 
when uh, you know the meeting stopped and uh, the ambulance four or five of them rushed in. She was back at the trots on Saturday night Albion Park, and I, it just confirmed to me again that women are tougher than men because they are, because they just are. <laughs> so well done, Narissa. Uh, in another, also at the trots, Nathan Dawson is 99 winners, young local guy. The next best nationally is 55 <laughs> for the wow. season. So he's flying. Interesting kid. Uh, doesn't drink, smoke, uh, doesn't bet, doesn't, um, you know, he, he, he was a little bit, quite a big lad as a youngster and has just one meal a day. So all he needs is a nickname. And I know Chris Barsby is trying to find one for him. I'm thinking the Sheik of the Creek, something like that. <laughs> so we'll call him the Sheik from now on. And just quickly, you mentioned East uh, Rugby Union Club. I'm so impressed with young Ben Moen, the former Wallaby captain who's in his late 30s now, coaching the East team and really up in the saddle about it, like looking forward to it. I love when recently retired international players come back and help their clubs. Well done to him. And also underrated Kev Walters. I just think he's he's done a good job with this Broncos team. He's he just he makes teams happy, Kev. Is he it, you know, is he the greatest coach in the world? I've got no idea. But they're looking good. They're playing the same every week. Grace, this is one from a bit of left field, but you were there Friday night, you saw the fans, the young fans. What does this mean? For other clubs, someone like the Melbourne Storm, who has used Brisbane as somewhat of a nursery over the years, and if we can start with, you know, a Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, then further afield, Billy Slater, Greg Inglis had a stint there as well. There's are all Queenslanders. Christian Welsh is down there now. Cameron Munster, now with the Dolphins there, does this really affect some of the the um, ability to? recruit players from Queensland to teams in the southern states? Absolutely, Paul. And it's a very relevant question because I, I know the Dolphins are pleasantly surprised by what they've done winning three or four games because they're very much in that just-hold-our-ground sort of mode, just getting a team. Like, they've signed up a lot of gifted teenagers. They've gone really good thinking that, you know, our best to be three or four years away. And, and you look at the pathways, and it's not just that iconic photo of Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater and Cam Smith sitting beside each other in North's under-19s. Picture that today. There's no way those three guys would end up at the Melbourne Storm. You know, they'd, they'd be plucked by the Broncos or the Dolphins. And there's other stories. Corey Horsburgh from uh, Canberra, the red-headed, hot-blooded forward, Caboolture boy, you know, from the Caboolture Snakes. I mean, he would naturally now find his way to Redcliffe. So, uh, Tony Staggs, former Redcliffe. So, I think that um, you're right. It's going to be harder for Melbourne. It really is because they have no natural junior nursery. And I, and I know how hard the Dolphins are, are working behind the scenes to throw a net over some of these young kids, it, it, particularly Paul. Uh, north of Brisbane, they're saying, OK, we get it. The Titans and Broncos have got Logan. They've got it. They've thrown their nets over it and all that. Fair enough. You can have it. But we want the next Cameron Munster out of Rockhampton. Thank you. We'll have the next boy from Bundaberg. If a Corey Horsburgh pokes his head up in Caboolture, we want him. Thank you. So they're heading north. So well, it's going to be very hard for the storm. Crasher, Jermaine Hopgood, who is now playing for Parramatta, is a Harvey Bay boy. Uh, Lindsay yeah. Collins, uh, Sam Walker, if he had have had an option beside the 
the Broncos. He may well be a Dolphin if it had been two years ago. There's so many of them, isn't there? Oh, there is. Oh, I mean, Tino Fasumalawi is from Gympie, isn't he? Mm. And um, so there's a there's a rich nursery there. And it's why, Paul, I hope there is no more Queensland teams. I'm sorry, where's saturation level? This this thought that there's going to be a oh, another team in Queensland, you would completely dilute the mix. Honestly, you really would. They've done beautifully with the Dolphins. They really have. It was the right choice. Kate Jones is the commissioner. I know she asked all the hard questions before it was... Uh, put into place, is this the right move, and blah, 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 and, 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 and kept everything honest. But it's been just wonderful. Their success is so stimulating. And look, to the point where, Paul, you know, I walked into a coffee shop on Saturday, my local coffee shop, and the 23-year-old barista said that she's quite interested in the dolphins, and so is her mum, uh, who flew out from the Isle of Man. And I thought... The Dolphins are forging their way in these beautiful little quarters of the market, which were previously unoccupied. So if I was them, I'd be hiring even more membership officers. Go into the you know, heart of Brisbane, set up a stall or do something. But it, it's lovely. And they're bringing the breast out of the Broncos too. You know, they're, they're rising to the challenge. So it, it is great. Yeah, definitely. And the game Friday night, obviously the Broncos won. What do you reckon that means for, I guess, the, the, the legacy and the future of that, uh, that rivalry? Uh, it just, the snap and crackle of it was sensational, Will. Like, I walked up Caxton Street after it and I saw these kids with their hands on their heads in fin shaped. So that little marketing campaign has really got on well. The Broncos fans were booing the ground announcer, which is wonderful. It was just an epic contest, wasn't it? Uh, not not skill-wise, there's plenty of drop ball, but what about the ferocity of it? And... and and everyone said, oh, you know, the Broncos won it. But Anthony Milford's last kick, if it had to have avoided Katoni Staggs, the Dolphins probably win the game. Goodness gracious me. So I, I think the Dolphins may struggle for a few weeks now. And you may say, oh, yeah, but they've got the Dragons who got flogged. Yeah, that, that, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that game down there won't be easy to win for the Dolphins, particularly as Sean O'Sullivan's out and he's such a smart player. Crash, can you seeing a, uh, there's going to be split households here in Brisbane? You know, mum and dad might be Broncos fans, but the, the Finns hat seems to be catching the attention of the young kids. Can you see mum and dad going for one side and, and the kids for someone else? Absolutely, Paul. And this is the, this is the, de- the delicious bowl of minestrone soup, which is <laughs> the presence of the dolphins. And, and I, I love the stories my mates tell me from the Redcliffe Tavern where... Uh, all the rusted-on drinkers have been Roosters, Manly, Rabbitohs fans for 40 years. And yet, as I said, when Ray Stone was confirmed in the team last week, they uh, three blokes came in in, in, in a succession over a 15-minute period and said, Stone's in, Stone's back, Stone's in. No, you only do that if you're caring for the team. And they're fighting with their own emotions. They're not sure who they should support, the Dolphins or... Or, or their teams of the last two or 30 years. And this is wonderful. Um, you know, I popped into That's My Team down at the Redcliffe Peninsula the other day, and they're having... Uh, I've got a little video from them about um, when their store opened on Saturday morning, and it was like a Boxing Day sale. 50 people out at the front steaming through the doors. It was wonderful. Yeah, definitely sure is. And, and as you mentioned, it could be some tough weeks ahead now without... 
Sean O'Sullivan. Do you think they can win without him? And, and I guess Milford and Katoa coming into the halves? Yeah, Milford will come in. Katoa uh, will start halfback, Milford 5'8". Wow, Anthony Milford meets your moment. Um, <laughs> he was banished to the Black Blocks earlier this season. Uh, he wasn't fit enough. I spoke to him after the game on Friday night, and he feels he's ready. However, does he still have the spark, Anthony Milford, for week-to-week football? You know, it, it, they're going to target him in defence, and he even said that. And, you know, I, I just don't know. It, it's such a big moment for him because you think of young Katoa coming in, and I know he's confident, he speaks beautifully, and he's going to be a star of the future. But he needs Milford firing outside him. And, and, and it's, it's a, oh, wow. It, this is a big moment in their season. It really is. I mean, I, 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 every time I see Anthony's face, I think that he's still insecure. And will when they announced the players at the season launch, and they were walking on stage, they named 30 of them, the most sheepish presence to that presentation was Anthony Milford. He, he walked on with his looking at the ground, but he's really bashfully, really bashfully. Like it wasn't some of the boys bounced on with a smile and a sort of, here we go. Whereas I just think his confidence is still down, Anthony. He just needs an electric moment to get it back. Maybe it'll never come back. But I'll tell you what he is. He's an interesting story. We'll, we'll be watching him closely. Crash, uh, an interesting story as well coming out of rugby league and, and rugby itself over the weekend. Joseph Swalili who will be finishing up with the Roosters at the end of next season and will be moving to rugby. Yeah, on a deal worth $1.6 million. When I saw $1.6 million, Paul, I thought that was for two years. But it's, 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 that's per year, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Wow, wow. I, I, I tell you what, hey, isn't it interesting that the last person we just discussed, Anthony Milford, if you took Anthony Milford behind closed doors and said, what do you think of this new deal for Joseph? He'd say, oh, mate, good luck with the new Millionaires Club because that's what undid Anthony Milford. He was the Broncos' first million-dollar man and every week he was referred to as the million-dollar man. And the price tag, I think, just became a millstone around his neck. And if he played well, well, that's what you expect, isn't it, a million-dollar man? If he played badly, you say, a million dollars for that? And I think this young kid, yes, I know he set himself up for life, but there's a lot of jealousy, Paul, in professional sport. Don't, don't tell me it's not there. He will be playing with some very good players who are on precisely half as much as him, and he's done nothing for the game. And, and I get all the marketing tilts. I really do. You know, oh, they'll be able to market this and market that. And, but he's still, you know, what if he doesn't turn out to be the player they think he's going to be? You know, I mean... Wow, we! I, I just thought it was such a snug fit to stay at this, the Roosters. Good on him for being brave, but the jury's out for me on this one. Tell you what, though, what the Wallabies have done, and have just turned the national jersey into a franchise now. When you're signing that like that, well, it's simple. You're so invested in, in rugby, and I, I always listen very closely to what you're saying. And it's it's a, it's a terrific point, isn't it? I mean, you and I are old enough to. Remember the days when Anthony Herbert used to have raffles on tour to raise money for, for blokes who were, who were amateurs, really, weren't they? And it all changed in 1995. But um, that's right. This is next level. And, and, and I will say this, Paul, as a last word of caution. When you belt 
your traditional payment system, when you warp it, when you tug it out of shape for a, a, tradi- a traditional thing, it rarely ends well. If you said, give me the example when it does end well, I'd say Gary Ablett of the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, we got it. He was paid $1.5 million a year 10 years ago over a long period. He was terrific for them. He won a Brownlow from there. They got their money back. But that was different because he was a star in a team of kids. You're talking about a kid being a star in a team of adults. You know what I mean? It's the upside-down Gary Ablett version. It's, 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 it's pressure, Paul, I'm telling you. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure there. If he performs and uh, leads to success with the Wallabies, it's probably genius. And if it goes the other way, it's, uh, it's a flop. So I guess time will tell. But um, just look at the AFL crash. Obviously, Friday night at the Gabba, lights out. Uh, crazy scenes. What did you make of that whole debacle? Uh, Will, I was sitting in a press conference at the Suncorp Stadium after the Dolphins-Broncos game when my wife sent me a text about it. And I just read it out to a few people. And the thing was the lack of surprise, you know. But the Gabbers had a few of these moments lately. Remember last year with the cricket, there was an overheated generator at the ground and the, 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 test, the ashes test, there was for about 20 minutes, there was nothing shown. Fortunately that nothing happened during that time. That was the day Nathan Lyon took his 400th test wicket. <laughs> they, they snuck through. But, and, of course, the lights went out the Gabba a few years ago in a uh, big, big bash, bash game. Yeah. It's an old ground, and it's fading. It needs this renovation for the Olympics. But I'm even worried about for the next two years before then because, you know, in America, old, old stadiums are ones that are more than sort of 20 years old. Well, some of the wiring and that with that stadium is even older than that. You know, we were, remember it was renovated during the Sheffield Shield final in 94, 95. So, oh, Paul, it worries me. I've never rated the Gabra as a great ground. I have to say it. Of the five mainland test cricket grounds, the ones in capital cities, I've always felt it's number five. And, you know, setbacks like this just convinced me of that. Now, we've got a good story here, Crash, coming through from Icarus, who lives in Atherton. And it's actually a great story. I love this because this bloke's done it a bit tough, and most of it's through his own doing. But Josh Dugan started his stint with the Cairns District Rugby League Club Ivanhoe's, oh. who was celebrating their 100th year with a win over Innisfail Leprechauns 40-28 to 28 on the weekend, Crasher. Josh Dugan wow. playing rugby league up there. That's great. It is. And you know what? Paul, it takes us back in time to the days when players used to do that at the end of their career. You know, internationals sometimes were chosen from areas like that. So uh, anything that can revive bush footy is great. And Dugan's career didn't finish well, did it? You know, he sort of faded out of things and had some dramatic moments. But blokes, uh, journalists liked him. They felt, you know, there was far more good than bad in him. So good on him for helping, helping bush footy. Now, cricket. We've just seen the Shield final won by Western Australia crash all three formats back-to-back years. They certainly are the number one state as far as cricket is concerned. Were there any individual performances in the Shield final that could have the selectors thinking, wow, this guy could be useful in the Nashers squad? Yeah, no. I I, I watched Lance Morris, the, the real quick bowler who was okay, but I'd still take Spencer Johnson, the giant left armour from South Australia who played for the Heat and the Big Bash, the mild thing. I'd take the mild thing, not the wild thing, to, to, to England. Um, Aaron Hardy's a real emerging player from the West for me. But it just reinforced that if we were in now underrated at the start of the show, we could easily have Adam Voges, their coach, fancy guiding 
uh, WA to all three titles two years in a row. Big Bash, 50 over, and Sheffield Shield as a coach after you've had a batting career where you've averaged over 60, <laughs> around 60, you know, like um, very underrated personality, isn't he? Adam Boges, if you don't mind, uh, you know, they're terrific. But, um, Paul, I don't see too many surprises in the Ashes squad. Um, and, and West Australia won that despite about six international players not being available. You know, wow, we, you know, guys like Stoinis and Cam Green, they are a powerhouse at the moment. And what about the young Victorian opener we were talking about? 46 not out of 280 crashes. Mm. I know it obviously shows great temperament, but is there uh, is that too slow? It, yeah, it is. Look, Ash uh, Chandra Singh is a very interesting player. He is he bats by the by the day, not the hour. Yes. I've got a lovely technique and temperament. But he is only averaging just over 20 after about eight games. Now, that's the story. Just existing is not enough. And and I love the fact that he's got that defensive game and that he's old-fashioned. He batted through the innings for 46 not out. It was extraordinary. But I'm reminded of a young Matthew Hayden. That's how he started, just getting his defence in absolutely pristine condition, saying the first thing you're not going to do to me is bowl me out and then I'll, I'll expand from there but you cannot survive with a batting average of just over 20 will you, you can't do it mm. so he has to grow some wings that you know and uh, uh fairly smartly i would have thought but that but, but he's got something very special that a lot of players don't have and that is patience resilience and the sound technique good on your crash always a pleasure mate we'll catch up next week see you then